Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous, and the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 442 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Fire, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, uh, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode are our SRV Banksy, that would be Commander Alec Turner. Hello! Uh, we have our Staff Liaison Officer, Commander Psychic. Hello! Uh, unfortunately, our head in health and safety has been caught up at work, so he's not able to uh, to join us today. But we've managed to, to rope in the legend that is the Chris Mark Fall. Hello. Who's multitasking. Definitely don't have a gun to his head or anything. Not me, not no. me, no, sir. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, you've got, you got incriminating photos. Always. <laughs> I make sure that I have incriminating photos of all of you. Do you not know that? Uh-oh. Yeah, and if you didn't, Photoshop does wonders, so, you know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, blackmailing aside, if you wish you, you can uh, join us live. Um, uh, Chris, are you actually flying about at the moment as well? Uh, I am. Um, on your plate? I'm just standing in, in Lave Station. I'm in the bar at Lave at the moment. I might I might go out flying later on. Uh, we see a Commander William Solo there in the in the in the bar, just chilling. Welcome. Um, so you can join um, the Chris Mark Four at the Leave Station Bar if you want. Um, if you can't get to us in game, you can join our Twitch chat channel, which I can see a lot of people in the chat the chat already. Hello, including the legend Kevin the Stabber. <laughs> Just unbelievable names we've got here today. Um, you can access that through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat, or you can go straight to twitch.tv slash laveradio. So. Um, let's have a quick catch up with the team, see what they've been up to. Um, let us start with uh, Commander Psykit. I very nearly came very close to Googling what I did last week then, because I've genuinely got no idea. Um, it was really sunny, wasn't it? We've had really nice weather. Uh, we've, be, we've been out and about getting some sun, going to some nice places, taking the puppy out for some nice 
um for some nice trips out to uh like lovely gardens and tiring him out and those kind of things making sure we stay in the shade where possible and giving him lots of water to drink um other than that play what have i been doing in game not a lot i have been playing lots of different space games i have been obsessed like obsessed with the new starship troopers game that has come out um which is absolutely just a joy it's in early access at the moment it has so so much potential it is a lot of fun i highly recommend it um we talk like certainly on certainly on flight assist when we were interviewing lots of different commanders we all talked about having that starship troopers moment when it came to the um the thargoids you can have it you can have it right now with the game starship troopers it is so good um, I highly recommend picking it up. It's an FPS. Um, uh, um, and other than that, I've just been like faffing about in space in Elite, which has been really fun as well. Just chilling out and flying around and trying, thinking about what to do with the reactivation missions and and like theory crafting a vulture for to for them. But that's been about it. Theory crafting a vulture for the mission. For yeah, the mission. It, it, it's kind of it's it's turned into quite quite the thing. Like most. Most people have been looking at a vulture for it because it's um it's good as far as like getting landed. It's got the speed to get out. Um and it and it can be a little bit tanky as well, you know. So we're um that that's tended to be the go-to ship, but I haven't built it yet because I've been rehashing rehashing dr bev rehashing the corvette as well both of the the like the maelstrom titan knocking ships um yeah and that's about it i can't wait to tell you what i was up to um last weekend next week though because that's gonna be really fun and that's all i'm excited about right now oh i see is this the thing you were teasing on uh, your stream no 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 i'm going to i'm going to see muse on oh, right. Saturday night, I'm seeing Muse on Saturday yeah, night. I'm so fucking fine. excited. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna actually cry throughout the whole like hour, two hours of this set. I will just cry from start to finish. And uh, <laughs> Saturday's not too far away. Very jealous. Never seen them live, but I've heard they desperately are bloody want good. to. This is like um, this been like a big tick or like a big list bucket list kind of thing that I've wanted to do for ages and nothing's lined up. And my, my mate messaged me a few, um, a few months ago and said, I've got an opportunity to buy these tickets. Do you want one? You can pay me back whenever. And I went, yes, please. <laughs> and um, he, he messaged me. It took him like three different separate attempts and three different ticket releases to, to do so. So I've got no idea where we're going to be sitting, but it'll be fine. Awesome. I can't wait. Ah, uh, that, Muse is something that uh, is a band that's actually passed me by. I hear a lot of good things about them, but I just I haven't actually sat down and listened to them. So maybe that's something to put on my bucket list. Mm, yes, it's yeah. definitely like especially. I'm going to sound like such a um, such a little shit now, um, but especially some of like around Origin of Symmetry. That album is yeah, yeah. Is is one of my favourite albums of all time. It's right up there with like Black Horse and the Cherry Tree and by Katie Tunstall and things like that. I saw Katie Tunstall this year and I'm seeing Muse this year as well. Very exciting. Very exciting times to be me. I'm both, like so happy. Music. <laughs> anyway, that's fine. That, that's what I was up to last week and this week. 
okay, moving on to uh, Commander Turner. Mm-hmm. What have I been up to? Uh, I actually had a long weekend. Took Friday off work um, to drive, went, drove down to Wakehurst, which is like um, sort of um, the second half of Kew Gardens. I think it's where the National Seed Bank is. So it's a big, uh, big garden that you can go to. And uh, my wife for Christmas, I got her a weaving course. So she did a weaving course at Wakehurst, which was bloody brilliant, actually. She's there was a 12 of them and they basically spent all day weaving a big garden um, ornament, like a sort of thing to grow plants up. Um, it was massive. It was nearly miscalculated and nearly couldn't get it in the car when, when I went to pick her up. But, um, so they had a fantastic day. And then we went back to Wakehurst the day afterwards to look around the garden. And while she was weaving, uh, me and my son went to see Guardians 3, which was um, pretty good, actually, on the whole. Although there's there's a lot more... It's not more torture and anguish and arguing than in the first two. So, um, but overall, it was good. And then Sunday went to um, took my uh, one of my nephews out to the Cheshunt Brick Festival, which is like a travelling Lego festival. I think they do it at various sports halls. Um, I'm not a massive Lego fan, but um, it was fascinating. Actually, there was some incredible builds there. It's funny, I'm so used to seeing Elite Dangerous builds because of, obviously, my social circles that as we're wandering around this place, I was thinking, why why are there no Elite Dangerous builds here? And then I, I suddenly remembered that it's a bit niche. <laughs> but there was lots of amazing Star Trek, um, you know, um, Star Wars builds and stuff. Bloody hell, it's an expensive hobby, though, isn't it? Oh, good grief, yes. I, I mean, not believe the price of even just a single tiny little figures you know from star wars or something that i would imagine would cost like 50p cost about six quid starting yeah right? yeah yeah. oh wow. yeah it's things like the unique han solo you only got with the millennium falcon and <laughs> things like that they go for a massive amount yeah. of money but even bog standard stuff that they've got loads of is you know starting price of anything is a five like there's a, the, that rivendell set that's absolutely ridiculous that's like nearly 200 quid isn't it something like that it's yeah. a, it's an expensive hobby yeah it sure is it's fascinating good fun and then um in game i have finally I've, I've done the titan finished it completed it mate <laughs> okay i've maxed okay. out i assume you've got all of the titan samples then and please yeah I've maxed, out the, I've maxed out the three titan materials incredible um, so today i had to resort to doing stupid stuff to entertain myself because I just love the environment so much that um, I wanted to carry on going around this. So I've been testing Thargoid sensors today, stuffing those into various Titan op- openings to see if anything, I don't know, spirals open or lets me in. But no, I, c- I can confirm that Thargoid sensors do pretty much nothing at the Titan. Mm, yes. Except to reveal how flipping big it is. I mean, I know we all knew that already, but if you drop a sensor into the big yellow moor, and then switch the camera seat and then try and find it. Holy balls, it's like a grain of sand inside that thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is. It's a massive opening. I'm not trying to avoid any <laughs> biological phrases. It's a gaping that, hole. It's a gaping hole. Yeah. Yes, the, the big yellow sphincter. Far great fun hole, I think, guard frequency would have us call it. Incredible. Sad soup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And we don't even have Ben here. Oh, dear. Anyway, okay, we'll move on to the Chris Mark Fall. 
Yeah, um, I have I've not been up to a lot over the the last few weeks. It's been uh, unseasonably warm in in Scotland, or just unusually warm in Scotland. So I've been enjoying the outdoors and getting out and about and doing bits and pieces. I had a, a nice night in town on Saturday night. However, I got stuck. Uh, Psyche, you're you're going off to see Muse. Uh, Beyonce was in town on uh, on Saturday night and I got she stuck was, amongst the right. Beyonce fans as I was trying to get back out of town. There was suddenly a sea of people in sequined cowboy hats and glamorous outfits <laughs> uh, <laughs> and there was no way for me to get home. Uh, so yeah, that was that was my sort of uh, going out on uh, Saturday. Uh, Sunday was the usual uh, radio nonsense on Black Diamond FM playing music and talking nonsense in between for a bit. And uh, yeah, that's that's sort of been about it this week. I've not done a lot of exciting stuff, though I am going to a Star Wars themed cocktail bar that's opened on Saturday. So I'm going to go along and and try that and some of the exotic weird liquids that they've been making that sort of pulsate and have smoke coming out of them and all that sort of nonsense. Uh, So sort of looking forward to that. Uh, In game... I have not done a lot. I am still on my mission to unlock some of the engineers. I've not really bothered with a lot of engineering for my ships. I did a lot of stuff for like getting frameshift drive and bits like that done, but I've not really done a ton of ship engineering, so I'm still going around doing unlocks. I've got to become friends with different mafia groups in order to unlock engineers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Marcus Quint, the stupid bin. I hated that guy. <laughs> Is that where you're up to? Um, uh, yeah, kind of stepping stone before peeling. Yeah, I've, I've got lots of different stepping stones where I'm having to I'm having to make friends with different people in the bubble in order to then get introduced to the next person who introduces me to the next person who introduces me to the person that can actually do the stuff to my things that I want. Uh, yeah. I, I I can't skip to the end. I've got I've got to go all the way through, but I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. Yeah, you've you've got to power through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Um, as far as I'm concerned, well, it's it's been a, it's quite a quite a hectic week. With the, we have I have a battle update. It's almost done. Uh, believe it or not, this this has taken three weeks instead of two. But um, yep, it's uh, the good old live radio tradition. Bathroom update. All it's it's almost finished. Yay! Um, uh, we've still got this massive skip outside that that I think they're refusing to take away now. Uh, but. Yeah, that that was fun. Found out that my new offices have been moved to Salford Keys, and I cycled there today and cycled back, which was eight and a half miles each way. Uh, and I thought, oh, this is all right on the way there, and I found it very difficult on the way back. And I find out that it's a four hundred foot difference in elevation between Salford Keys and Stockport. You're 400 foot higher in Stockport. And I was wondering, why are my legs hurting so much as I'm cycling back up? Um, in game. That's yeah, the wrong way around, isn't it? You want the coast home, really. <laughs> yeah, you do want the coast home. The last thing I wanted was sort of, oh, what the heck's this? And it was, it was such a little gentle, it's a gentle incline over eight and a half miles, but it does add up until the very end. My legs were going, something's wrong. <laughs> Can you not get one of those things where it sort of charges up on the way down so that you can be like lazy or assisted on the way back? Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, I, I have weight to lose. Electric bikes do not lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> like, might, but they might like, help you a little bit. Like, you might not end up a big sweaty mess and die of a heart attack. Just saying. You just want like an eight mile long bungee cord. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but that's that's a new way to get to work. Bungie. Um, yeah, in-game, I've actually been having a lot of fun, especially with the new headset. Um, I've been doing an awful lot of um, collecting of bits to make my my uh, clipper um, c- um, completely undetectable by Thargoid, so it's running at about 16% heat. Uh, and of course, I went in on Saturday to actually have a look at it for the first time in the new VR headset, and I, oh, I, I it was mesmerising, and I died. Of course, I would. <laughs> we all die the first time. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> but I, I died trying to leave, yes. which was really, really bad. Because no, I was exactly what happened to me. Exactly what happened to me. Because um, I was getting out there, I was running out of caustic sinks, and I thought, I'm going to get out. What I didn't see were the two caustic generators that I slammed into, and they exploded, and it took me out. So, um, yeah, there was much spinning and much exploding going on. But, yeah, flying around the Titan is, oh, it's phenomenal. Fun, isn't it? I put together a top shift for it, so that will be out later in the week. <laughs> Just editing out all the the dead bits where I'm going. Ah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so yeah, that's been my our week. Um, yeah, quite a lot of week actually. Um, so let's have a look at tonight's activity in game. We actually have drops available for you all. So if you are in um, Twitch at the moment, you can get some drops. Um, you can earn the Snake Wrap Desert Paint Job bundle for the Anaconda, the Mamba, the Asp Explorer, and the Core Mark III. Now, these paint jobs are extra special as they include a low light effect when out in deeper black. So, you watch us for 30 minutes for the Mamba Snake Wrap uh, and the Partner Program Mark, uh, Cobra Mark III. Uh, watch us for another 30 minutes more for the Anaconda, and then watch us for another final 30 minutes and you'll get the asp explorer so yes um i've I've yet to actually get one of these but they do look quite um glow in the dark don't they tonight's your chance (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that was a resounding yes from everybody at once (laughs) (laughs) i I think they look they look kind of neat i like the idea of having the sort of snake paint on them because of all the sort of snake themed ships that we've got is this we've had a snake before, haven't we? Yeah, or is there this... are snakes. There's like um very brightly coloured snakes that exist in the store to buy, okay. but this is this colour scheme is um the desert colour scheme isn't one of those schemes. Let me see if I can find them. It's, it's, it's the same design though, but just different colours. Yeah, same design. Yeah. I think they're on different ships as well. Okay, cool. Oh, I, I do didn't know it glowed in the dark. That's really cool. I need to get one. I need to put it on and try it out actually. That's neat. Excellent. Excellent. Um, right. Well, let's move on to the development news. What's been happening this week? Well, actually, quite a bit, because um, Wednesday it was announced there'd be extended downtime uh, in place of uh, on Thursday, mostly because update fifteen oh one dropped. Uh, now, this was mostly um, it fixes uh, a couple of rebalances. Uh, uh, but I did have a quick look through these these fixes, and there was a couple of things that did stand out for me personally. Um, one, it says that um, in alert systems, the Orthruses and the um, the Thargoid probes scenario, they're more prevalent now in alert systems. So there was a lot of complaint about we can't find Orthruses anywhere. Um, that seems to have changed because... Um, 
even on my way into into looking at the Titan, I saw about three or four um, uh, unidentified signal sources, which would have fit the profile. So I was quite happy to see that. I'm going to have to go back and give them a try because I've I've still to is, bag an authoress. Is it still threat for um, non-human? Is that the ones yeah, that it's we a threat. Call? It's a threat for non-human, but instead of the mercenary icon next to it, there's a little what looks like yeah, cargo yeah, yeah, icon. Yeah, yeah. So when you see those, that's when you you know you could you're either in for a probe or an authoress. I'm avoiding the the innuendo there, thankfully. Um, also, the other major uh, issue, I I must admit, I was that the scouts have calmed down. <laughs> they needed yeah. to calm down. Thank Christ. Yes, they they were a little bit overpowered, but <laughs> um, they've been replaced, haven't they? What do you mean? Well, um, I wasn't expecting Gleaves to suddenly do high predictions. No, they're a nightmare. It is a nightmare, it really is. Um, I was expecting it because I saw a Gownet article about them. So I, I was expecting it to happen, but it was... Um, it's really scary when it does. Yeah, I got, yeah. Jumped, I got jumped Sorry. by two of them at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, you're... you're <laughs> You're fucked. I mean, basically, if you're going, well, if you're going to the Maelstrom, which, so what I've done is I've, I've camped, I, I found myself a base near a Maelstrom system. So it's like 20 light years from a Maelstrom system where I can dock and repair and get ready to go out. And then it's a single jump to the Maelstrom system where I always get high predicted. And so every time I go to the Maelstrom, by the time I'm in the Maelstrom, I'm down to like 60% because of the glaive high prediction. Yeah. And then, yeah. Oh, you, were, you were lucky. I was a nineteen percent, <laughs> and that's where you even got to the midstrom. It's also, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm in two minds about it, but it's like up until now, elite dangerous has been fairly opt in for your danger. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes, but but, and I know, I know, sort of jumping into a Thargoid infested system is is kind of opt in, I suppose. But but I, I also have a lot of sympathy for people that are just going from A to B and a Thargoid-infested system happens to be on the way. And the next thing, you know, they're dead. It's a bit harsh, isn't it, really? I don't, I don't think really. it's been added to the, oh, the root plotter yet, has it? The, the option to avoid, to avoid avoid a Thargoid system. You can't untick no. it and go apply filter to root, can you, on, on the... No, that's... That might be an idea for some people who want to avoid it. But but I do think, I must admit, I'm going to be a little bit hard arse on this one. I say, uh, listen, if you are going through a Thargoid system, <laughs> buyer beware. Fair enough. Yeah, I see that side of it as well. It, it just is, it is pretty brutal. And Frontier yeah, normally, as in the past, has protected us from brutal things a little bit. And wait like, a minute. No, no if I'm you so go to sorry. these systems, you're dead, mate. Yeah, especially. I do feel sorry for people who are doing um, basically uh, uh, rescue pod missions. Because yes. if, if you get if you're doing one of those rescue pod missions and you get hyperdicted in one of those, well, you, you kind of well depending on your ship. I mean, my clippard can do five forty um, boosted, and these glaze were still passing me, overtaking me. So they, they must be doing between six hundred and seven hundred. 
Yeah, I read 700 somewhere. I, I suppose the argument with those rescues, it's a bit like, well, if you're going to rescue someone from a building, be, a burning building, you, you probably ought to have appropriate clothing on. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, get yeah, in your. Still. Uh, I, I, know, have... I get it. I know I do get it, though. I do think I, I, I agree, agree that it's it's demonstrative of the Thargoid ex- escalation mm-hmm. um, that it that it's dangerous now. It is just dangerous. Well, yeah, we wanted it more more dangerous. There's yeah. Been... Well, and it's getting, and this is the first in the hunter class, so they're going, like, what is going know. to be, what's going to be the fucking hydro equivalent of a um, of a glaive? Basically, and like the, uh-huh. the insta death, gibbed, insta gibbed, <laughs> insta gibbed. <laughs> I'm well aware for years that we've been sort of saying, I wish anarchies were more dangerous. And, oh and yeah. We, so I can't really complain. Now we genuinely have dangerous systems. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I mean it was bad enough. Oh, the maelstroms itself. I mean, I got jumped. Um, basically, just to go from the star to the to the maelstrom, it was a. I got jumped four times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just interdiction after interdiction, and they're going. Oh, for goodness' sake! Just they—they they really don't want you there. <laughs> it's wild to me that anyone is is checking any maelstrom other than Taranis. Honestly, it, in my opinion, there could be anything in the centre of the other ones, but I ain't flying out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it's what is it? It's three hundred light seconds to dinner to serve Terminaris or whatever it is. <laughs> it's, um, it's always hard to try and predict or not predict but sort of put a put an estimate on random you know rng behavior because mm. sometimes i will get runs where i don't get i inter- interdicted on the way there at all other times i'll get interdicted quite quickly and when that happens it's like this is going to be a hard run and like if i get interdicted i get interdicted a lot and if yeah. i don't get interdicted I'm probably going to get all the way there. That's it. It feels like sometimes you get a bad, you get a bad instance where you're going to get interdicted a lot. That's how it feels. Yeah, the sort of fargoids are picking on you in particular in that moment. <laughs> so, um, psychic, I, I, someone asked a question in chat um, about getting high, interdicted or hyperdicted in an apex. Mm-hmm. They go round the. I don't even. I don't even know whether if it if you have. I don't even know that they're like a hundred k across. Aren't they more than a hundred k across now? So you wouldn't even be able to go around. You'd have to sort of plot to a different space. Can't you only go like a hundred, a hundred not k, a hundred like yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. But you can only do that in a um in an apex. So Mm. I think most of the maelstroms, even when they landed, were more than a hundred. They're like the the Thargoid hotspots, shall we say, rather than a Maelstrom, but they were more than a hundred light years apart. So I don't even think you could jump through it. Yeah, um, there has been one change to well, uh, one change to the existing Thargoid war, and that is for systems that are in the invasion state. Um, if the commanders manage to win the invasion state, then as soon as they do, all the conflict zones uh, disappear. Uh, so basically, you've won. You don't need to go fighting any more Thargoids. That's it. You've won. They're all shut down. They've all retreated. Um, and you just wait for the Thursday click for it to, to change. So, yes. Um, the HUD has also received some minor changes for when commanders are presented, are present in a defeated invasion system. 
and a pre-warning will jump toward uh, a pre-warning comes up when you jump into that system saying okay this one's going to turn into an occupied system next week <laughs> so yeah that's that i mean it's nice that they're adding these little um uh, the dotting the i's and crossing the t's with with the, the states as far as this is concerned because yeah you could win an invasion state and then still rack up the kills the, the Let's be honest; they'd be completely useless kills, and you, you'd probably be better using your, uh, your efforts elsewhere. But um, yeah. And um, by the way, as far as the Thargoid was concerned, are we still being limited, or are they still limiting things to about forty alert systems a week, or has has that all that been changed? I believe so. I think it's very similar. I know that they've been um, that they've been blasting through them. There doesn't look to be a huge increase in what Thargoids control as of right now from the last time I looked at it because it's still showing it's still showing 1100 within the 1100s mm. so Thargoids are controlling 1186 so it feels like it's kind of plateauing a little bit maybe um as someone who doesn't want like, pay, like pay a huge amount of attention all of the time yeah. It, it feel it look because before it was going up by like a hundred a week. We'd be looking at it, and there'd be a hundred, and then a hundred. I feel like it's sat around eleven hundred for a little while now. Yeah, I mean it's it's been like that for about um, four weeks, I think. So ever since everybody worked out that you stop alerts by doing the the sampling, I hoped that they would reduce the sampling and then increase the number of authors encounters. But uh, I I don't know what the the state of play. Is. Of that is at the moment um yeah it's it, I, I know what you mean psychic it seems like everything is kind of plateaued at the moment and we're kind of just waiting for the next big thing which is whatever happens with the maelstroms i guess so I, I, we get the on. messages from the um the the axi in in my discord and i'm just looking at it and it doesn't seem to be it doesn't they don't seem to be as many, these are right, really important. We need to make sure that we do all of them anymore. Mm. It feels a little bit more like we're, we're sort of yeah, we're sort of resting a little bit, or we're, we're not resting, but we're keeping it even. Maybe, maybe fighting back a little tiny bit as well. Yeah, mm. something like that. It's not. It's not as like crazy. As uh, we, we're not losing at a like a, a, a rate of knots or anything. Which I think that's a shame, actually. I, I must admit, I was actually enjoying it, seeing seeing everybody panic, going, we're losing like crazy. Give it a minute, give it time, they'll ramp yeah. it up, those sliders yeah, can change it any moment. We could go back down. <laughs> Me and my big gob. Um, that's not the only um, development stuff that we had from Frontier. It was the, I guess we should call it monthly now. Uh, the monthly Frameship Live happened... Um, Episode 30, uh, Arf and Sally were there presenting the usual shenanigans, but this time we had um, some dev guests, which was designer Curtis and senior audio designer Robin. Uh, now, we've had both of those guys on before, and they they are always good for uh, uh, analysis of or explanations of how they got to the, the, the gameplay loops that they did. They did. And, and also Robin just... Just hearing what he has got to say about sound and how how that sound is generated is is you know you could listen to him for hours. Um, what anybody have any highlights from that? I did. 
Go on. I like for me, I I I I really like I really like music theory and I really like all of that that kind of stuff. It was really like I love Robin. I think he's great. But the the thing that was really interesting to me was how um like he would give a description of exactly what he wanted to the to the composers and they would bring back something and he would continue to make um make those like suggestions and uh, tweaks and stuff and while the designers were doing it they weren't getting the sound until quite late and then seeing it all mesh together uh yeah i i, I thought it was a really really nice stream yeah uh, um one thing that um was a highlight for me was the fact that um they confirmed that there is an update 16 coming oh yeah for sure um because i know that about this time last year they hadn't announced anything and people were were getting quite antsy um and then they announced you know what was happening with with uh, uh what their plans were going to be for the next year um yeah it's, it's nice to hear that the update 16 is being worked on i've even said that uh there might even be a sneak peek of update 16 on the and next a potential release date as well yeah, i know yeah. I know. So um, I'm. I mean, at the moment they're, they're working on a kind of four month release schedule. Well, it's actually is it four months? No, five months at the moment. We'd be looking at August, September, can't we? Yeah. Which yeah. Is way sooner than I. You know, I was sort of anticipating sneak something in in December, but um, yeah, it's looking. Yeah, I, I was almost... thinking maybe November. So the, the Thargoid War has been happening for about a year so far. For sure. For sure. It's. It's it's it is, and the other thing, the other thing that um, there's I, I keep hearing like it's like a soundbite. I wish I could keep taking it from people when I or screenshotting it when I see it. That they they've had people talking about how difficult it was to design the Titan with the idea of like future the future and what they were doing for the future. So mm-hmm. each um. It, like it, it's got like a development plan for the Titan and for the Maelstrom and for all of that, but it needs to be engaging at each step. And I, I think that like I think that's really fascinating and yeah. a really interesting, interesting way to, interesting way to go about like thinking about it as well from like a, a player perspective. So we're not we what we get what we get, and then there there's going to be extra bits. For example. There's something that's gonna that's gonna come that we're gonna talk about in a um in a second, um, when we talk about I um, mean game events and um those kind of things. For example, that's hinted at something which is definitely going to arrive with us well before the next update. So there's still mm. going to be little bits in between as well. But there's so this there's like a very much a drip feed nature to it um, that is designed to keep that engagement going, and I find that really fascinating and really interesting. I'm glad they are, because uh, one of the things that I've always been concerned about is, um, especially when I've seen it in other MMOs, you have the drop, the big drop, and people just blister through the content in in a matter of hours, days, maybe in some cases hours, and they come back saying, right, that's that done, what else you got? And then we're going, you've just gone through four months' work in five hours, um, you're going to have to wait for the next update. I like the fact that, you know, they're, they're drip feeding it so that, you know, we've got this awe-inspiring moment with the Titan. And then later on, obviously, we're going to have some extra 
interaction with the Titan, but we don't have to wait for the next update for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah they've sort right. of deliberately throttled our access to the content, so we can't just you know scoff the lot in a week. We kind of yes, because let's, let's be honest, we would. Yeah, yeah and they're, yeah, sort of, yeah. they're sort of making us relax and enjoy it, and 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 that's a great thing. You know, the Titan is an incredible um, experience, and I think if there was an obvious end goal in there somewhere, I, I think people would rush it. Whereas as it is, like I say, I mean, I've you know I've sort of been gathering those materials, and and that's, knowing that there was nothing else I needed to be doing was really nice, just to really take my time doing that and really yeah. savor it, and it's been great. Yeah, I mean, it the, also oh God. it also it, it also gives us like plenty of time to have buckyball races as well. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> that is very true. There was a great one. One thing I really liked on the live stream was a kind of um, explanation of what Arthur was hinted, hinting at when we had him on the show about the Titan not being identical to the ground sites. Mm. It's um, a different, a kind of different variant that's actually three times the size, roughly, of those crashed. Um, ships, which I can believe. Oh, is is that, that, yeah, go on, Clave. I was going to say, does that make it the tight, the um, Hydra equivalent of the crash ships on the planets? Are they Those... the, the 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 Cyclops equivalent? And I... is this the Hydra equivalent? And are we going to get old? two intermediate ones? <laughs> Aren't they quite old? Those crash ships. Yeah, those oh, crash yeah. ships are almost two hundred years old. Yeah, right. So um, this could be the Mark had, the young ones, and they've not grown. <laughs> yeah, we've only had um, we've only had it confirmed recently that those aren't actually bases; they are crash ships. And the the funny thing about that is when you actually look at it, um, what are they measuring from? Uh, because the because um, there's a massive amount of wreckage around that central chamber that you go into, and so is the is the Titan three times bigger than the the entire wreckage. So so I think. The, the the surface that the bit that we see exposed on the ground mm-hmm. is is the side of the Titan that is the opposite of where the big yellow Moor gaping is. gaping moor is. Mm. So 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 more. both sides of the Titan have a kind of uh, crown, if you like, um, and one of them one one of the crowns is huge and is full of yellow goop, and the other one is 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 smaller. Um, I think that is what we see on the ground site. Uh, and that kind of explains that side. If you've explored the Titan, that side is much rougher and more sort of mountainous. If you're looking for those materials that are the little tiny green dots, you really have to sort of explore that that l- landscape. Um, and I think that corresponds to sort of the whole the whole thing that we see in the ground. I think an awful lot of it is underground. So so, so those weird sort of like almost the outer wall of the ground site. I think well, that's all. I think that's all part of it. It's just that most of it is submerged. Yeah, well, there's an awful lot of it which is rotted away. I mean, you can yes. see what looks like carcass and yeah, and, yeah, you know, bone structure and, and things like that. It, it definitely you, looks like a living. You, yeah, but if you go by the diameter, if you go by the diameter of that inner hole, so so at the ground site, you can. I don't. Know, you can fly over it, and there is like an iris that I think people spent quite a lot of time trying to get through, but you can't. And actually, if you look up close, I, yeah, I can well believe that the one we're seeing in the Maelstrom is three times bigger than, than that. It's easily three times bigger than that. Yeah. The, um, I can't get a crate into that, Iris. Right. Um, I did it right. literally when I was there today. Cannot get a crate into that, the Iris that's on the thing. I like. I think the, um, if it, 
oh no if it were to sort of open up and spread a little tiny bit um and it's got like a little <laughs> irisy thing in, I, I know <laughs> it's got a little irisy thing in the middle it could effectively do that thing and i feel like maybe a scout could come out of come out of it if it were yes. if it were an actual thing i feel like maybe a scout could come out of that but i definitely um i would struggle getting a crate in there um it, I, I like I genuinely couldn't get a crate in there. I was literally there today. Um, my crate is swallowed by the saddest of soups in the maelstrom. Um, there is absolute that it's, a me- yeah. it's so big. I like Jude suggesting in chat the alien raclette. <laughs> For anyone that hasn't had raclette, it's that melted cheese thing. Mm. Oh, it, it definitely is. It's the saddest of soups. That's all I can do now. <laughs> they have to oh. Dip into... oh, you mean fondue or something? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's like that melted cheese that you scrape bits off it. But um... <laughs> oh, I'm not that cultured. <laughs> that's a new thing for me. <laughs> I don't know if that's a cheese pun, but I really hope it was. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, overall... Uh, update 15.01 it went out very smoothly no problems and i think it fixed a lot of the major the issues that uh, we had with 15.0 um alec you want to say something yeah. about this yeah i mean i thought it was brilliant i was immediately struck i, I don't know if other people feel this but often when a, when a patch comes out um <clears throat> You know, I can sort of relate to a couple of the issues if I skim the whole patch and maybe one of the issues that's somewhat annoying gets fixed. But I often find that the things that the community is really upset about sort of drag on a bit. And with this patch, it was just like, you know, uh, item one, boom, Caustic Sync Launcher can now be engineered. Uh, The scouts are a bit hard. Item two, boom, fixed it. Uh, We can't. To pacifists can't um you know get their caustic generator loop boom fixed item four uh people complaining about the fleet carriers boom fixed it was just like it was a real um a real good patch real hit those those big ticket items yeah yeah um <laughs> i think it was a case of uh everyone's there going okay you got those done can we have some more from the from yeah the... would you mind in te- would you mind terribly just fixing this the um the system map and um the galaxy map as well for me that'd be really cracking i'd really really appreciate that but everything that you're doing is great you keep being amazing sweetie <laughs> yeah yeah so 15.01 thumbs up from um i think everybody yeah great 100 percent. yeah Right, um, I think we'll go on, quickly flip over to some community news. What has the community been up to? Well, for those of you who are following Commander Exorcist, he's back with episode 13, um, the latest out there episode. Uh, We'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, Has anybody been following Commander Exorcist? He does some amazing stuff. It's a shame it's an anaconda, but it's some amazing stuff. (laughs) Yeah, anacondas. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yes, they're always they're, they're great videos. I always try and watch them. Mm. So recommended. Go and have a, yes, a watch of Commander so. Exorcist. Uh, now, Operation Warbucks, the thyroid war, managed to hit its twelve grand goal. Now, this was a phenomenal effort by the community. Um, uh, obviously, uh, in partly in tribute to Commander Plater. Uh, and, yeah, it's... 
what was it? Forty hours of various commanders doing doing streaming to raise money for for uh, thyroid charities, uh, cancer charities, and yeah, it's yeah, incredible. And yeah, it just goes to show that uh, when this community works together, it does some fantastic work. Whether it's for, uh, like I said, the thyroid war, cancer research, or your special effect, especially, um, yeah, it, it really does make you quite humble when you see uh, the effort that so, that some of these people go into. Uh, <laughs> I really got to yeah. put myself forward to to do a couple of hours at least for for one of the streams, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, bravo, it's all concerned, brilliant, yeah, definitely. Um, Yes, and we're back with the Burr Pit as well. They have come up with some fantastic footage of Revenants patrolling the AX Power restoration sites. Um, I must admit, I have yet to try this mission. Me too. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet. Everybody else raves about it, and I haven't tried it yet, mostly because I've been too busy trying to get into the Maelstrom. Uh, So, yes, it's... um, uh, well, it's the burrs, isn't it? So it's going to be good cinematography. Yeah, I mean, I put this in there. I mean, the burrs stuff is is always great. And if you're not watching Witch Space News every Friday, then frankly, you're missing out and you should. But I, but I, I particularly just wanted to put this one in there because it's it's slightly unusual for them. It's it's just, um, you know, there's no sort of um, talk over it. It's just footage of the ambience of one of these sites and it's it's mesmerizing. It's some of the best footage of the of the revenants I've seen and it's like I don't know how long it is, but it's it's well it's it yeah, it was a bit special this one I thought. Uh excellent, yeah. Um we have also on the subject of the revenants, we have yeah um we have a uh stealth boy tutorial vi- uh, video which is the definite guide to ax restoration in elite dangerous odyssey that is um yeah the uh, it is a video telling you how to do it yeah it's uh, me as well i just i just threw this in there um just a couple of hours ago i ha- i actually haven't had a chance to watch it yet so i'm going out on a bit of a limb recommending it but but stealth boys videos uh, are always great and does really nice tutorials um so i i fully expect this one to be really uh, informative too yeah yeah right um well there is one final um uh, there is one final thing that uh, the community has asked for help with and that's actually from the cqc community which needs people's help at the moment um even if you don't play CQC, there is uh, an ongoing fatal bug in CQC, which is making things impossible to play. The issues across all platforms, live legacy, seems to mainly affect 4.0 Odyssey. Um, so if you have a second and you wish to help your fellow commanders who are tr- still trying to play CQC Arena, please lend a hand and vote on uh, the appropriate uh, issue tracker to to highlight it with uh, Frontier is the issue number 55380 um, if you go onto the, the issue tracker and, and give that a vote just to, just to let Frontier know that people still want this fixed because we know that the CQC um, uh, has, been, has been waning a little oh quite actually it's been waning quite a lot lately but um, yeah so okay um 
I think we'll take a little break and then we'll come back with some of the. Oh, before we do, before we do, very quickly. Sorry, before we do, hey, folks, if you've got anything that you've got going on um, in the future um, and you've got an event that you want us to highlight, um, get in touch. Either like um, at me, at at Alec, we're pretty good at picking stuff up on socials, or at the Live Radio account on on Twitter with any of your information, and we will um, we will come and um, and. include it in the show we'd love to love to hear from you of anything that you've got planned excellent right we'll, we'll quickly um take a couple of adverts and then we'll come back with the in-game events Oi, how you doing my brother so you run some data and you left your little sidey and you're starting to think about maybe a ship that can punch a little bit harder well the killback the one with the little flappy wings is just what the doctor ordered it is multi-crew enabled and is the smallest ship with a fighter bay so you can point and they will do your bidding <laughs> it's got three utility mounts two small and two medium hard points plus a whole batch of compartments so if you want a bit of fun grab a killback my son New from Azimuth Biotech, it's Tickle Me Thargoid. Tickle Me Thargoid is fun for all the family. Teach your little anti-Xeno commander the difference between an Orthrus and a Cyclops, a Basilisk and a Medusa. Count the hearts. One, two, three, four. It's a Cyclops. All Tickle Me Thargoids spray realistic caustic clouds. Not near the curtains. <laughs> I love you, Tickle Me Thargoid. Tickle Me Thargoid. Available now from branches of Lave Toy Depot and other retailers. Lave Radio, transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. And welcome back. Well, the in-game events, what has been happening this week on Galnet News? Well, on Thursday the 18th, they have confirmed that there is a new Thargoid Hunter vessel. That no is shit. Yeah. There is. There is. We've all been living under rocks. Maybe we should talk about it on the show. Yes. So, yeah, they're obviously discussing the glaive and how basically it cuts cuts you up left, right and centre. Um I, I don't know. I'm still getting crawl vibes from it all every time I see it, which is yeah, it's always good. <laughs> um, on Monday the twenty second, the presidential campaigns target federal voters. Now, this is for the uh, federal election, which is supposed to be happening in um, in August. Uh, everybody's lining up. We've got the the two main parties, and of course, a rich bloke who thinks he can buy the election. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's not mirroring real life in any way. It, uh, it's too close. I don't <laughs> like it, and I'm not keen. Yeah, it's funny how Hudson went a little bit more Trumpian the more the more things <laughs> went on. Yeah, it was uh, hmm. <sighs> a couple of things happening there. That, that was that was for sure. Um, Yes, and finally today, on Tuesday the 23rd, the head of Aegis, uh, Aegis has made a public address. Uh, this is to um, show the difference between uh, Aegis and the previous incarnation, which is Inra. Uh, uh, they have, no, uh, no, that's oh. not true. You're wrong. The previous inf- incarnation of Aegis is not Inra. 
the previous incarnation of Aegis was Aegis. <laughs> Saying we're better than the old Aegis. Yeah, that's basically what they're doing. We're better than the old Aegis. And also here, have three audio logs directly to your um, inbox where I can tell you all about it. Yeah, that was quite nice. I haven't it's had awesome. It I can try and yes. play them if, you, if you'd like. I might be able to do it. Okay. It's spoilery. It literally came out today, I think. It depends. Yeah, we'll Are we wanting to go it. full we'll spoilers? Like, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, literally, if you log in, it will be in your inbox. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's it's very cool. It's very I, cool. I do like these. I do like the, these. The ones, the, there's two things of note from mm-hmm. it. Um, like, w- without, like, being super spoily, that they're obviously working on another um, another proby thing so that we can get those Titan samples that we're after. And mm-hmm. also, it's the first time that they called it the Titan. Like, Is officially, it? anywhere. Yes, it's the first time. Huh. I thought they called I it that in the nope. news last week. They definitely didn't. They called something Titanic, but they didn't call it... A, they didn't officially call it a Titan. The only reason that we've known that it's a Titan is because if you focus the turrets, it says Titan turret, and then all of the stuff in the commodities market is Thargoid Titan. This is the first, like, vocalisation of it being referred to as a Thargoid Titan. So basically the Pilots' Federation were ahead of Aegis. Oh, yes, we were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the commodities market got there first. (laughs) Typical, the money market got there first. That, That says it all, really, doesn't it? Right. Um, well, that leaves it to leads us to that time of the week again. Score alert! In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. A store alert, a store alert, a store alert, a store alert, a store alert. There's nothing new in the store this week. However, um, we are going to remind you about the Twitch drops. We do, they have they've been doing Twitch drops on both the live stream and, of course, we've got these these wonderful uh, snake ones, which you uh, you can watch for any of the content creators, uh, including ourselves. So pop over to Psychic if you haven't got enough of them, or down to Earth Astronomy and and various others. Uh, we'll we'll get. You'll get them eventually. Um, however, there is one thing uh, to say of note. Steam sale is happening right now until the 30th of May. And, yeah, it's a good one because uh, Elite Horizons at the moment is 4 But the good thing is Odyssey is £10.49, which is 65% off. Um, I, I'm sorry, but that's good value for money. Yeah. If, and I know there's a, a lot of people have been holding off Odyssey because obviously it's 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 had a but it had it had the bad launch. But um, I think just for just over a tenner, you pay more for a ship kit, don't you? Yeah, actually, you're not yeah. you're not far off there. So yeah, full Odyssey there for for I mean, <laughs> Elite Dangerous full thing sixteen quid. So you could you could have you could have Odyssey, or you could have two tiny plastic Lego figures that you could easily lose. <laughs> <in your pocket. laughs> See what you did there. 
<laughs> That's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Oh, you, you know what? When someone showed me the T9 uh, Lego build and he explained uh, what Lego pieces needed to go into it, that Lego model costs more than I originally shelled out for Elite Dangerous Alpha. I know. I just, wow. <laughs> taking it to a brand new level. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so, um, yes. Well, as, as there isn't much in the way of uh, store alerts to discuss, um, I think we'll take yet another break <laughs> and we'll come back with some discussion about Update 15. Dreams. Humanity's dreams. The hope to live among stars. From early times, we've gazed up to the heavens and wondered if one day we could travel there. Maybe even live there. The Brewer Corporation has made this dream a reality. Constructing intricate cathedrals of metal, circling numerous planets across thousands of systems in our human bubble. Why stay rooted in a gravity well when you can be free in orbit, free to dream? Free to live and one day to become a commander and be free to blaze your own trail. Brewer Corporation, the first step into the unknown. Come join us. Be free. Protecting settlements from villainous scum, it's Settlement Patrol Man. The action figure every child wants. Wearing the all-new Manticore Dominator suit with light-up jump assist thrusters. Press his backpack to hear Settlement Patrol Man speak. Not seen you around here before, Commander. Is that a Karma P-15 in your pocket, or are you just pleased to see me? Hey, don't point that at me. When an armed sound settlement patrolman rides into action in his surface reconnaissance vehicle with pop-up turret and glow-in-the-dark wheel trims. Settlement Patrolman. Surface reconnaissance vehicle and action figure sold separately. Available from branches of Lathe Toy Depot and other retailers. Microelectrode, ion battery, and circuit switch not included. Space is vast, and pirates have needs just like anyone else. Introducing the Lonely Pirate Handbook, the ultimate resource for lonely pirates. Our guide covers the hot spots and not spots of interstellar space, from smugglers' dens to space station taverns, with helpful chapters such as how to be presentable in polite society, how to get rid of that nefarious rank, and my favorite, occasionally shower. Are your early advances often mistaken for attempts to rob or plunder? Oh, I've come a long way for what's in your hold. Prepare to be boarded. Frameship charge detected. Oh. Buy today and receive the Lonely Pirates chat-up guide for free. I've got a very large hard point. Would you like to see my very large hard point? You're so hot. You're making my temperature critical. Lower your shields. I want to inspect the goods. Come back to my place. I might let you touch my aerated anaconda. Are you smuggling illegal goods? Because you've got fine written all over you. The Lonely Pirate's Handbook. 
now available in all Anarchy bookstores. We'll teach you to loot anyone's heart. And welcome back after after the cringe fest of the pirates. I love it so much. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> I think if anybody is at one of the, the meetups, uh, especially at ECM, I think people should get points for trying to use those lines on other people. <laughs> Gross. Absolutely not. I will punch you in the face. <laughs> Yeah. So basically, yeah. There you have you. You got your own punch card. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Like, of all of your ideas, Colin, that might be one of the ones. <laughs> yeah. It'll be wow, some that, sort of. That is really got quite a little I know, bit. right? <laughs> are, are, are we going to have to have like a bingo card where we're ticking them off as we go around? No. No. Oh, see, Chris is in for it, right? <laughs> You've got to use all five and collect a black eye from Psychic. Happy <laughs> to apply, just no problem. <laughs> oh dear. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> and after the HR ser- um, <laughs> HR um, seminar that you had to attend to, the excuse me, the main discussion. Um, right. Update fifteen. Um, Psychic, you have been biting at the. Clamping at the bit to go at this one. Uh, let's let's have a bit of banter about update fifteen. Uh, sure, we can do. We can mm-hmm. do. Has anybody found it? Like we we talked quite a lot. Obviously, we talked quite a lot about it last week. Um, but I still want. I still think there's so much more that we can talk about with regard to the with regard to the Titan. How has anybody like got any new experiences between now and there? I know Alec has been cr- mad with dropping <laughs> sensors and stuff in there. It has, yeah. it, has anyone found something like something out? Um, well, you say that as it, if there is something that you know. No, no, there, <laughs> okay, there genuinely okay. isn't. There genuinely well, isn't. I've just got like, loads of different theories that I just keep throwing around. Um, it's it's, I, it's I, not really a mystery. I mean, I think it's been it's been widely mentioned now. But I, the thing I found was that um, using the abrasion blaster is is a lot more effective than, yes. than using the laser to chip those various bits where the material. I mean, it's basically a one shot. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only problem that I've got with that is um, every single time I knock off. Well, basically, we're we're, we're zit. Popping, aren't we? Yes. Really? <laughs> We're basically popping these Thargoid zits off off the off the ship. And the problem that I've got is that the so-called bit goes flying off and then it just goes straight back onto the surface of the, the thing, uh, of the Titan. And I can't scoop it. I've tried yeah, to collect you, Olympics you, and you lose a few Olympics, don't you, as well, sometimes. <laughs> I haven't managed to sco- uh, limp it or scoop it once. It just really? it no, it just pops off, and then it, it just seems to embed itself in other bits of the Titan, and I can't get close enough to to scoop it up. The, one, the ones that are really tricky are the ones inside. Um, so the heat vents that open up mm. occasionally. So there's there's sort of little blisters on the outside and the inside, and you definitely want to avoid the the ones on the inside because they tend to get wrapped in the in the sort of mouth that opens up you know the oh that happened to me i I whacked i I got one of those damn things off and then of course the heat vent opened and i got a face full coming that and i went flying off 
off into the distance. And of course, that raised the, my heat on my clipper too much. Yeah, too. Little big in, that's not what I meant. And I, I was flipping about, and of course, the heat went up, up through the roof. And of course, every single Thargoid round, uh, round me went, hello. There's a target I can I can shoot at, so uh, definitely having to run away quite quickly and then manage to discover that if I hit um, silent running and then hide behind an asteroid, they lose you. And I thought that was great because I thought I was as, as dead as a doornail at that point. Uh, but no, no, I was just I just accidentally was sneaky and um, yeah. yeah. They couldn't find me, which is in, great. Yeah, in fact, yeah, I've discovered quite often what I find is that when I first approach the um, the Titan, is often when I when I get noticed, mm. um, you know, by a passing glaive or something. And basically, what I found is that if you, not even necessarily start silent running, but if you're already running cold, like you were saying, sixteen percent, I think I'm mm. similar, seventeen, eighteen, and then if you're using your thermal vent beams to just, um, you know run those across the surface of the titan your temperature drops to like two percent and basically what i found is that on the way in if somebody takes you know if a glaive takes interest in me just basically lose it around the other side of the titan so just yeah. you know boost across the surface of the titan use the laser to keep cool skim around the outside edge you know and basically flip around to the the opposite side and you can you, you can lose them among you know around the titan itself pretty easily actually yeah, um, glaives, from my experience, glaives, even if you're under 20 or around 16, around that thing, glaives will see you. Um, they're not very, this might be, this might be like some kind of Jurassic Park influence coming at them, coming at me. I don't think they're very good at, spot, at spotting you if you stay still for any number, <laughs> like a time. If you, if I get like right up close to the Titan and I'm still, I just feel like the glaives lose interest. That like that might be that might yeah, be just no, me projecting I've, Jurassic Park at um at the Hunter class. I feel like I've experienced that as well. That Maybe that might be confirmation bias as well. I like don't get don't quote me for it. I'm not yeah. giving that as an instruction at the moment, but um I feel like that might be something something to science. Definitely breaking visual from them. If you can break visual and keep the visual broken, then you have a really good chance at being able to get away. Yeah, it's it's um, uh, it, yeah. I must admit, it it was it was one of those adrenaline pumping moments when you suddenly went, "Oh, I'm, I'm I am in so much trouble right now," and the fact that you when you flipped around that asteroid, it that was a hand solo moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was in an asteroid belt. I was hiding for something big and nasty, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought, "Oh, hand solo would be so proud of me." Oh, I did see something on YouTube, <clears throat> which I had to go out my, myself this morning with, with no success. But um, I saw somebody wait until a glaive went near a caustic generator and then just explode the caustic generator and it took out the glaive. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, I love that so much. So I, I did try that a couple of times this morning, but uh, you've got to be pretty lucky to get a glaive to go near to those things. But it's quite funny. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. That feels like something that needs to be scienced for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see that. <laughs> There's irony for you. <laughs> what I would like to see, and I don't know if anyone has, has any experience of this, are there any deep core asteroids? 
because how awesome yes. would it be to blow one of those up with when a glaive's near it? Apparently there are. Um, well, people have found uh, asteroids with, um, uh, definitely with tritium in it. But yeah, I would love to explore, basically mine the asteroid, do a John Sheridan in Babylon 5, mine the asteroid belt with nukes and blow the thing up. See, but then, yeah, I, then yeah. I want to attach those to the, the side of the Titan itself and have a kablooey on there as well. Yeah. Oh, you can't move asteroids, can you? If you like <laughs> shove them with your ship, you can't, no. Oh my goodness, what happens if we have to do what we do to asteroids in order to explode one of these things? You'd need to go over the team for sure because um the like if you if you start doing that kind of thing and attaching seismic look like this is entirely a um a theory um and speculation but if you if you have to do that the, the amount of shit that they will send out in your general direction you're gonna get glaives you're gonna get hydras you're gonna get magisas you're gonna need a fucking team of skilled murderers to help you out with that for sure yeah that's that is going to be yeah i mean there there's so many possibilities about you know how are we going to take these things out because um it was <laughs> i'm hoping that that you know it'll involve something oh, this this is going to sound so wrong but something internal where we mm-hmm. we, have to, we have to drop have to drop ourselves into the ship and there's a boarding party and something like that that would be really nice. Absolutely, we will. We will need to insert ourselves for sure. So I, I, I have a theory. It felt quite. It was. I felt like it was going to be quite a controversial thing to say, but um, mm. actually, maybe it's not so much as people start to experience it more. I don't think we're going to get inside the Titan. There's a lot of expectation that, of course, we are. We're going to go in through the side, or we're going to go in through the yellow thing, or we're going to mm. find a way of it. I don't think we are. Oh, why'd you get that? I, I, two reasons. Um, it, it's it's mostly like a game design reason, but so that that yellow more, even though the pargoid chips can pass through it, mm-hmm. if you if you explore it with your ship, whether it's lit up yellow or whether it's dark, it's a solid wall. And up until now, Frontier have never revisited any kind of modeling game and replaced a solid wall with something we can go through. Um, you know, the, the, the Fargod bases always had an iris door that was quite clearly an iris door. We could see stuff inside it. And, you know, when you have the key, it, it spins open. But but that's a wall. And and similarly, the, um, what are they called? The, um, the ports that the glaives come out through. Mm-hmm. If you try and go in those, the, the end of those tunnels, although the Fargoids can pass through them, that's a wall. I don't think there's anything inside that model. I think that's a 2D model, not 2D, but, you know, a 3D game model to be just viewed from outside. I don't think there's anything in it to be seen. Counterpoint. Very, yeah. very, very small counterpoint. We have had a wall that we haven't been able to go through. We haven't been able to see the wall, go but on. we have had a wall before before update 16 dropped. We couldn't get through the Thargoid port, 
impulse, but if you persevered, you couldn't get any closer. You were it, you were flying against a wall. No, it's different. It, it wasn't in. literally a brick wall that you could bump, you bang the nose of your ship against. No, it was. It was. People were getting through there, and they couldn't move further forwards at all. It was just it was just stopping them from um, really. From it's not just pushback. You're saying there was a, phys- a there was there was a, something physically stopping you from going huh. from hitting it. Okay. One person went through, but it was a it was a speed thing and it was a nonsense thing um uh, like it was a buggy thing it wasn't an actual thing but people were reporting that there was a wall that you actually couldn't okay the, up the, to. the other thing i don't i don't necessarily want to say this but but what what the hell i will um on the um the charity live stream operation warbucks i didn't see this myself but somebody else told me about it later on uh i forget who it was but somebody managed to clip the camera through the titan there ain't nothing inside it doesn't that's mean not, that there's never going to be anything that's not it. to say that frontier couldn't put stuff inside it but they have never done that ever you know the models in the game are the models in the game but does that not mean that frontier are evolving they've learned our tricks and the silly things that maybe. we all do yeah, in order to discover what's coming next because they know they know that we get excited and that we want to discover these things and they're like do you know what the chance of someone clipping a camera through is really really slim and we've tested it really really well however yeah just in case <laughs> what we've now, done i do i, I do <laughs> have that happened with the fleet carrier that happened with the, they didn't want people mm-hmm. to see the fleet carrier stuff but someone yeah someone did clip it through and went oh, there's a whole lot of stuff in here and it spoilt it it did. I mean, it was it was it was good to know because there was a lot of um, uh, people were were uh, upset that you know you still couldn't do stuff on your fleet carrier, and then. Um, but I think it would have been nicer if they if they sort of said, "Ta-da! Here it is." Unless it's someone, um, um, unless someone clipped it. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, look, look I. I don't know, but I did just want to throw that out there because there's there's such an expectation that you know we're going to get inside the Titan, and I just suddenly it just struck me today or yesterday. I suddenly thought, do you know what? I'm not sure we are. <laughs> I'm really not sure we are. I'm not sure that's where it goes next. What do you think then, Alec? Where do you think it is going next? Well, I know really that's in- a really really broad question. No, it's really interesting. So I had two possibilities. So the the scanner, I mean, in, in the short term, the, the, the hints of a new scanner suggests, I, I, I'm kind of picturing that we may well be able to scan the entire Titan in the same way we can a mega ship, and maybe that mm-hmm. will then reveal sub-targets, and we can get the high and medium-grade Titan tissue samples. So, you know, at this point, we've got a lot of materials. We've got five new materials, not quite sure what they're used for. I could just about imagine a possibility where you do, in some sense, pass through that yellow membrane in the way that the Thargoids do. But where you end up isn't inside the 3D model of the Titan. You know, people have speculated that it's some kind of gateway. Yeah. Just about see that working, that somehow you you interface with it and you where you pop out is inside one of the permit-locked systems or something. But I... I Actually, personally, I genuinely don't think we're going to get inside that model. So it's really interesting to speculate where next. Yeah, I, don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm personally think I, it. It all depends on what the Titan actually is. Is it a mothership slash hive ship, or is it a, basically a portal ship? Which that's what the Maw is. Basically, it's a portal to 
say the Thargoid homeworld or a Thargoid homeworld. <laughs> Imagine going through that and all of a sudden, pop, you're surrounded by Medusas. <laughs> it would be that kind of moment that people wanted for the Genosis, but, uh, or the Gnosis, but it, it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> personally, I'm hoping that you go through that, you end up with some on-foot content, but um, well, I, I, but I think we will be going through it, whether or not you it's going to be... You think you're going to be going in, into the ship or into a... Yeah, I'm, I'm getting severe Pacific Rim um, mm. vibes from this. I've got to be so careful with the, saying these things, you know. <laughs> so... <laughs> Even with Ben not here. So, like, with regard to the big irisy thing um, opening up and you then going through that and being sent to another dimension, why then, in that case, and again, I totally appreciate all of your um, all of your suggestions and all of that, if you're going to another dimension or you're going to the witch space dimension or something like that where these, where they all live happily, um, why then do the glaives and the scouts come out of, an, uh, out of other holes? Why do they not all come out of the same hole? Mm. I don't want to throw spanners in. Well, I do want to throw spanners in work. That's literally <laughs> what I'm trying to do. But why? Why doesn't everything come out of the same hole? Why is it not? Why are they not separate launch? Why are they separate launch bays for the glaives in the smaller areas where you think that they might fit a little better? Do, do glaives sometimes come out of the? I, I, I literally I, have no idea. I've only seen more. interceptors go, it's either Orthruses or Cyclops go in and out of the mall. I've seen glaives being launched and scouts being launched from the various launch tubes, very in a kind of Battlestar Galactica biological way. It's <laughs> the best way to describe it, really. Um, I, I, you know, you do get a, a lot of vibes about the sort of high. Um, technological hybrid feel that you had on Cy- Cylon base ships in, in Battlestar Galactica. I, 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 sort of, it feels very gooey. It does feel gooey. It's moist. The whole thing oh. is moist. Oh, no. Why did you have to use moist? Because you know I, you know I did. You fucking know I did. <laughs> um, also, follow-up question. When the, like... Alec, you've taken a lot of pictures of the yeah. moistness. Yeah. When, they go, when they when the Thargoids go into it, does it not splash? Actually, yeah, I mean there's an animation. Does it splash? It? I thought it just sort of sort of it's, no, it's there's like a Homer splash. Simpson gotta, going into, no, in, gotta, into the pictures. Yeah, there's a splash. Oh. So if it like yeah, it's liquidy, and there's a liquidy sound. It's liquidy. There's a splash. Would, they, yeah. would there be a splash if they weren't actually physically, if they were passing through a portal as opposed to actually physically going in through some cleansing balm or I don't know, whatever? I the don't hell know about you, Psychic, but I've never passed through a transdimensional portal. No, no, so me I, either. I can't speak with authority <laughs> on that subject. The Stargate looked <laughs> wa- wa- watery, <laughs> didn't it? My Stargate. one point of reference is Minecraft. No, my point. My point of reference is Stargate. Yeah. If you ever watch seen the Stargate um, animations, when they open the Stargate, it looks like water. But you, you didn't. They didn't splash when they went into it, though, did they? They did. There was a kind of a gloopy sound when you walked. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. But they, they they didn't like go into it quickly, and then there was a big splash when they came out the outside. They weren't. They weren't wet when they came out. <laughs> the no, no, the splash was, yeah, was kind of when it established, wasn't it? When the, when the wormhole established, it kind of blooped out, and then, but it wasn't yeah, wet. Then, yeah. 
but there I was do... gl- there was wet sounds when you walked in and you walked out. <laughs> I do prefer the idea that it's a liquid membrane and that they are going inside the Titan and it's like some healing bath or maybe you know it protects the ammonia atmosphere inside. Or I don't I don't really like the transdimensional portal idea particularly. Mm. I mean, maybe is this is the Thargoid equivalent of the the air barrier when you walk when you fly into the Coriolis. How disappointed is the community going to be if if we if we don't get inside it? And the way to finish this now is to do something like plant deep charges in it from outside. And fairly well, disappointed, I'm guessing. Deep charge all the all the heat vents. Yeah, yeah. One of the yeah, things that... if whatever we're going to do to defeat the Titans in some way is is going to be external, and we've seen all there is to see of the Titan, how disappointing yeah. is that? Well. It, well it's not disappointing to actually see the Titan. I think it. No, we, no, I amazing. think we're hoping that there'll be a little bit more involving existing gameplay. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, with with the confirmation of what uh, the devs have said about we're planning, like planning for the future with it and all of that kind of thing, it would be for me. Yes, disappointing is such a it's such a, a weird word yeah. because yeah. it's amazing and yeah. it's yeah. so so friggin' cool. But do 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 I want to do I want to forcibly explore its innards? Absolutely, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I think like a a cool way of doing it would be some sort of breach pod kind of thing where you breach the surface. And maybe doing that through some sort of frontline mechanism where our ships aren't equipped with it, but uh, Aegis is able to provide ships that can, and then you can go and sign up in some sort of frontline version where you can go through it. I don't know. I, I, again, that's, that's, that's it's Yuki. Do you want to penetrate a Titan? <laughs> that, that is a thousand percent doing your part right there. I'm yeah, not- that's doing your part, and and you know, and you can do it with friends. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to, do you do you want want to, to penetrate a Fargoid with friends? Uh, mm, Absolutely, uh, I do. Oh God! <laughs> but, oh dear! But you know, you could you could eventually do that kind of thing, and then it could involve capturing a Titan to do question mark with it. I I don't know if it is a portal or a station or a resource of some kind. Then you could take it over. But you could only do uh, that by getting to the point where you've conquered it on foot enough times. I I, I genuinely don't know because I I don't know what you can do with it that you can't do with it now, unless something gets unlocked, something gets opened, something gets discovered, and that's where all the all the sciencing and all that sort of stuff comes in. You know, Alec feeding it escape pods and stuff. You know, that stuff's just for fun. I. I... None of that's going to work. I, I'm, I, I, should, I shouldn't speak authoritatively on it, but there's, you know, really, there's no point taking relics and relics and everything and guardian keys, and none of that's going to work. No, you've got you've got no. to do it all at once. It's it's it's, uh, it's a multi-stage <laughs> unlock where you just throw everything at it and then see what happens. Has someone thrown a hut and mug at it yet? Surely that's waiting uh-huh. to be done. <laughs> uh, I'm sure one of the truckers has tried, um, but the the problem is is that. Um, this community is that creative. Um, if there was a way to get into it, they would have discovered it by now. Because that's what we've, the sciencing has all been about. We've, we've all just... We've, we've tried Thargoid hearts, we've tried Thargoid components, anything to try and get a response from the Titan. And uh, no, not 
not going to happen. So it's whatever we have to wait for, whatever the next stage is in the plot. I think, as far as that's concerned, which will um, likely be the the new the scanner from Aegis, whatever mm. whatever they they come up with. But I can see like a a little bit of a cinematic in the future with um, audio from Alba Testro going, "Look at these amazing things that we've got. You can join up today for for this like frontline." frontline penetration thing that um chris was talking about is that that's fascinating to me i think that's a really cool idea uh i like that mark gamer in the chat said i want my alt commander to do an i'm back moment from independence day hell yes (laughs) (laughs) there you go that's one way for the (laughs) to penetrate (laughs) yeah i've had an idea this this would be quite fun and it would explain why there's an asteroid field and it's not just cosmetic Oh, okay. Imagine if we haven't seen anything like this, but I could, I could imagine them doing this. I can see how this would be achievable with the game engine. Imagine if you could somehow fire a a weapon mm-hmm. at the at some part, some targetable part of the Titan, I suppose, which who whose payload there was like a physical payload that that attached to the Titan. I guess a bit like the mining drill or something. But its effect when it went off was to create some kind of massive gravity well that caused all the asteroids in the vicinity to to um you know to, to fall Crushed in towards the, the Titan. Crushed imagine the Titan. what yeah, imagine that entire asteroid field collapsing in on the Titan and just plugging literally blocking all its holes and that would be that would be awesome. So basically, astro asteroids of the anus. Then, <laughs> what's that thing when you when you um, put stones in the exhaust pipe? When, yeah. when I say when you when people put stones in the exhaust pipe and it um f- fluffs up a car, that kind of thing, right? The the old uh, Eddie Murphy banana up a tailpipe thing. Yeah, well, what like maybe that would trigger the um Taurus thing. Yeah. <laughs> It depends on if what are we what are we calling? Oh, I, I, do you mean the blue effect? What are we calling that blue effect? We need some well, names it, for these things. The shape is a torus, isn't it? Is it? Is that, yeah, I it's, think a, it's, so. like magnet, it's when you see an illustration of the Earth's magnetic field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just I call it the blue pumpkin personally, but I think I can trigger that voluntarily now because I've been trying to get good screenshots of it. Oh, how how, 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 you, how do you manage it? Really, and I'm I'm not in solo, but I'm the only one there when this happens. All I do, I mean, so my my daily routine has been farm some materials until I'm out of limpets. Um, at that point, I don't really care if I die because I don't have anything to take back with me. And actually, it's the quickest way of getting back to the station. Um, so, but what I tend to do at that point is I think, right, I'm you know I'm I'm coming to the end of my gaming session. What I'd like to do is another shot at getting a photograph of that Taurus. So I will typically hang around the moor and and j- just pick at passing Thargoids, preferably glaives, but interceptors will do with my laser until they notice me. And then just give them the runaround and just go round and round the Titan, basically running away and occasionally taking pot shots at, at Titans or glaives on the way. And after a good five, six, seven, eight minutes of doing that, the thing lets off its blue effect every single day I've done it. 
So it's, oh. it's it's getting the aggro, you're doing... Getting the aggro, damage, and then... You're doing damage to the Titan as well. You're sort of just, like, randomly shooting the Titan as well. well just... that does nothing. I mean, we're doing that all the time to stay cool. I'm not convinced that does anything. But by aggro, aggroing the interceptors and glaives, that, that sort of raises the aggro level of the Titan. I'm not sure you can aggro the Titan itself. I mean, you can shoot any part of it, and it doesn't really care, is my experience. But but shooting the intercepts and glaives gets it angry, and then at some point it will start, you know, um, firing its, um, you know, start, its, uh, it will start throbbing. Because it goes before you know red, it doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts glowing red, and then it, and then its its turrets open fire. But you just keep orbiting round and round, cold orbiting round and round the Titan, and eventually it seems to be passage time after about six or seven minutes of trying to swat you. It just gets fed up and sets off its blue pulse. What does that blue pulse do to you? Because it I, really I screws know. with your modules if you're inside mm. it. Mm. And what I've been trying and failing to do, and I've seen some incredible screenshots, and I, maybe it's been done with a team, but what I find is I'm always too close to the Titan when I start to see the indications that it's about to go off. And I can't get far enough away in time to get a good screenshot from outside, if you see what I mean. Yeah. It's quite big, that effect. You need to really get a good de- distance away to get a good screenshot of it from outside. You need like a second person with you to do the aggro so that you can get... Yeah, I was going to try and shots. do it with the birds this weekend, but I was too busy. But yeah, somebody out... I mean, I'm I'm willing to... If anyone's online when I'm online, by all means, because I reckon I can trigger it, we'll take it in turns. You know, you park yourself five kilometres away and get a screenshot while I set it off, and then we'll swap. Uh, yeah, that's a, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> we, we want to see those those photographs in action. It is beautiful when it goes off as well. It's really, really stunning. I know that you cannot fault the art department or the sound department when it happens. I mean, I get a lot of Godzilla vibes of the the 2014 uh, film with the the Mutos. I'm getting a lot of vibes from those things when I'm flying around the Titan. So (laughs) I think I've got a sneak, sneak suspicion they've been watching a lot of kaiju movies. <laughs> no, to get this working. Yeah, the, um, the, on the live stream, he did quote a lot of his sort of influences, didn't he? It was Dead Space, one of them, and mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's really good. yeah. I mean, moving away from the Titan itself, I mean, obviously, there's not just the Titan; it's there's the Glaives as well. Mm-hmm. Now, these things are are oh, they're they're fun to fight when you want to fight them. <laughs> it's it's uh, basically. Uh, they're a bit of a pain when it comes to high predictions. However, has anybody spotted them in um, any of the CZs? Yes. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're they actually in, in the CZs as well. Yeah, they, um, the the advice is um, finish them off really, really quickly because um, they're glaives and they're really nasty. Um, yeah. If you see them, um, get them done. And I, I believe that's everywhere. It's not just on... Um, like uh, not on like planetaries are, are a lot easier they're on planetaries as well so um it's getting it's i don't know about anybody else but to me it's starting to feel a little bit like you know those guardian weapons that um savlon was going yeah yeah you need sorry salvation was saying yeah you need these because it's only going to be a good thing all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um uh not so much anymore because there are so many things that can sort of take out your guardian stuff now um which I'm a big fan of. <laughs> yeah, because well, I'm having to rely a lot on the um, enhanced AX weapons now. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's fine. I mean, I do miss the the um, the damage that uh, some of the guardian weapons can do, but um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's it, for me, it's more of a challenge now with the glaive. I've yet to take one out because I've been too busy running away from them than actually wanting to fight them. But I just wanted to know, you know, the CZs has it has it changed, mm-hmm. made the CZs more deadly i haven't done a cz in ages um we've got plans to next week i think um that i'm quite looking i'm quite looking forward to and getting a getting a group a group together to do it next week sort of at the latter part of the week so i guess i'll report back in two weeks time um but it's it's curious Mm. Because I mean, like in a CZ, if they're gonna if they take out your weapons, especially if you're fighting around a station or around a, a planetary base, if they take out your weapons, you can literally just go and um, go and land and 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 fix everything. So it's not the be all and end all like it is if they take out everything when they hyperdict you. Yes, yeah, that 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 is an absolute. But mind you, if you're flying around a planet and they hit you with a lightning and your engines stop, well then. <laughs> Welcome to Stonesville as you plummet towards the ground. Yeah, but um, you the, have you seen that ECMs are are good against the the missile that they have that takes out your friendship drive? No, is it? Oh, that makes yeah, this strange. Been, yeah, this has been reported. Remember those ECMs that were really useless and no, nobody used anything. It was reported. I think there is there was footage in Burr's Discord of it working. Um, I was I was advised of that. Um, they 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 it's been tested a couple of times by a couple of different people, and ECMs now work on on that the bit that takes out your frame shift drive. Whether that's Ooh. intended, I hope it is because it's a really good thing to learn. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that the ECM... You see, the, the thing was, in the original Elite, missiles were deadly. So an ECM was a lifesaver from time to time. Um, in this game, it's not. Uh, so most people say, oh, here comes a missile. Oh, I'll just take the hit. <laughs> because they don't, you know... <laughs> so the ECM is practically useless against missiles anyway, because the, they're so weak. Uh, compared to the old game, um, but <clears throat> it's good to see that you know the repurposing old equipment. If you see what I mean, I take it the point defense doesn't do anything to it. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Point my def- my understanding is that it's just ECM that works with it. Mm. Yeah, point defense. I I was hoping that point defense would help help with the caustic missiles, but it never did. The only way that I found to stop caustic missiles was to actually target them with with turrets and let the the turrets take them out that was was a long time learning that one (laughs) um yeah there was one thing that arth said we're going to leave this on this uh this this section but one of the things that arth sent were, were said during the live stream was you'll have to find it for yourself any idea of what it is? I don't think What's we found that? it. Do you? Do you think we found it? I don't think we found it. I don't think we've found whatever it is. <clears throat> I think something, something not bigger, but there's there's more coming. I feel like there's something else 
somewhere else. Uh, maybe it's not it's, a big deal. It's Salvatron in a giant mech suit. <laughs> we all know this. <laughs> well, we did speculate that it's something Guardian, but yeah, I feel like it's something else. Yeah, we, we've had the we've had the like message come through from um, Aegis going, "Hey, we're not we're not the we're we're better now. Look at everything we've done so far. We're going to get a counter from um, Salvatron. Yeah. They think they're better. Well, look here. I've got a giant mech suit now, and I'm a robot." <laughs> uh, he's more machine now than man <laughs> twisted and evil <laughs> yeah I, I don't know yeah. I don't know what there would be left to find that we're we're going to be able to find ourselves it'll be it'll be interesting because it will get to a point if if it's essential it will get to a point where there'll be like a subtle hint of hey go and check over here and I and a sort of galnet article or something but pilots federation alert yeah. you guys are just not looking in the right place <laughs> yeah. more more m&ms on live streams <laughs> m&ms that, that line up to be uh, a, a star map for us to to, to follow jesus yeah. christ absolutely <laughs> not i will be so angry <laughs> yeah oh dear anyway i think we shall um wrap up the main discussion there and uh, alec we have the mostly clueless section you have something you'd like to to share with the group uh yeah yeah this is quite this is i mean some people probably know this already some people maybe not but um whenever i'm typically when i'm taking settlement missions in particular i i mean this is true for racing and other things as well but i'd quite like to know before i go there which bits of the planet are in daylight and which are in nighttime all right and when you look at a planet in the system map what you see is clearly wrong. I mean, I've experimented with that. And, you know, the very f- first few missions I took, I sort of, I'd find a settlement that was quite clearly on the daylight side of the planet when I looked in the system map. I'd take the mission, the, the mission I'd fly over there and it would be pitch black. And it's like, okay, so this is just broken. And I always assumed that it was sort of randomly broken and that what we saw in the system map was just a you know, a 3D representation of a planet and didn't have any bearing on the on the actual current day-night situation. Um, but I read of some sort of research, I, I'd heard this speculated, but I heard of some research in the bird pit and elsewhere that people have done some, you know, some real fairly rigorous testing. And it's exactly, it is exactly 180 degrees out. Oh. Um, so basically if you treat day as night and night as day, then if you look in the system map when you're about to take a mission or fly to a planet, if a planet is, if a settlement, for example, is showing as being in the shade, then you'll find it in daylight and vice versa. And if it's on the, you know, if it's on the borderline, then it'll be on the borderline. But it's it's basically pretty much. That sounds to me as if someone's swapped a minus and a plus. (laughs) Yeah, who knows? (laughs) Right-click, invert colours. But I mean, it's a shame, but it's also awesome because it means we can now, you can choose to take missions in the daylight if you want to. That is is awesome, actually. Just the fact that I've I've always thought it's just been random. I I didn't make any connection to the the system map or the planetary map to... um, what the time of day would have been at all but now that you say it's it's kind of inverse at least i can plan things especially one of the, the my favorite things has been an odyssey settlements just as the sun rises or sets yeah those have been phenomenal anyway 
Um, let us move back to questions. Well, we put our question of the week earlier, um, and we're giving away prizes this time as well. Um, so we've got some of the snake wrap ship paint jobs to give away. Um, so, well, the question we asked was, what's the best advertising or tagline you can give for a ship in uh, in Elite Dangerous? <laughs> um, so, I think um, we had one from Commander Homburger, the crate, not off. I love that one. I think that's I great. Lovely, lo- lovely digger. Arthur Tom is constant love of the crate. <laughs> oh, dislike of the crate, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we had loads of answers, and they're all brilliant. Anacondas free at Hutton Orbital. <laughs> it's not free at Hutton Orbital. It's a hundred credits. Now they're oh. free, man. They're free. You get them was, all the time. That was one of Katie Anna's. Yeah. I really, I really like this one from Kim Angel, which was um, the Sidewinder. It's a start. I, I love that. It's so simple. And it's so perfect. I might actually steal it. <laughs> I like this one from Corbin Red. Moray Starboat. It's neither a star or a boat. Going old school. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I do like this one about the Type 10. For when you want to force the planet to land on you. Amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Girl Scout 88, for that one. That's great. Yeah. Um, and we were saying the core dynamics federal corvette why compensate with just one huge hard point when you can have two (laughs) (laughs) and there's of course happy moon monkey the beluga definitely not a giant flying penis i mean every all everything points to the contrary on that um i i feel like we're compensating (laughs) i've just noticed another i love this one from indigo actually asp scout for the simple joy of flying and literally nothing else. <laughs> uh, there was another one for the app scout, I think. Um, hang on. There's a few, I think. I quite like uh, Commander Exorcist with the, the ASP Explorer, the only X you should ever go back to. That was quite nice. Amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had loads. We had loads come in to the to the extent that we're going to put in put in the names of everyone who entered, do a little draw for them, and then the first few the first ones that come out will will get in touch. I'll probably get in touch via Twitter because they, everyone was on Twitter because that's where they responded, um, and we'll send them some codes. Yeah, there, there are quite a few about the Cobra Mark Four though <laughs> that made me laugh. Alec, you had one, which was I did, indeed. Nothing says exclusive like a Cobra Mark IV. Brackets. They don't need to know it's shit. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was the Cobra Mark IV, the only ship that's pay to lose. Yeah, I love the fact that we all had a go as well. I thought that was so cute. (laughs) Yeah, so... um, Yeah, so thanks to everybody who's who's entered that. We'll come out with a new question later in the week for you... (laughs) It'll be Friday or Saturday. Keep an eye on Twitter. We'll do something. <laughs> exactly. Um, Friday, so, I'm busy Saturday. I don't know if I mentioned. Just slightly. Just slightly. So has anybody got any any other business they'd like to, to bring up before we wrap up the show this evening? Oh, I've got a message to um, 
to uh, Commander Rini from uh, Wintermute, he would like to publicly say, is it done yet? I guarantee you it isn't, and I guarantee you that Wintermute is a git. This is kind of vague, vague broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I think it only makes if you know, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm obviously not in the know. So. <laughs> um, right. Well, if that's the case, then I shall do the shout-outs. So, um, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday from 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash CQC, and also have a look at that outstanding issue give it a tick or a vote and um, we'll give shout outs to the the couple of elite dangerous podcasts that uh, are still broadcasting so hi to the guard frequency who do other space games as well and of course hi to the cheese loving loose screws over there in america um now, following this, we've got the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And we'd like just to thank everybody who's uh, chatted on the Twitch chat or on uh, YouTube, just to uh, to say hi. Uh, and Chris, how many people have visited you hey, while you've been doing stuff? We've had a few folk uh, popping up in the station. We've had uh, Helmut Grockenberger, William Solo, uh, Electro Ace, and uh, Mr. Hugh J. Appendage Esquire, who has been visiting the station tonight. Come on! <laughs> that, that was very diplomatically done. <laughs> so we've also got to say um, uh, special thanks to Commander Tokoso, Jay and Trax, and uh, of course Alan Stroud, who have all created music that we use in this show. Uh, but that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can find all the contact links in the home slash contact us menu item of laveradio.com's website. Um, do let us know if you've got any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to uh, Commander Psykit. Thank you, bye! Thank you. Uh, thank you to Commander Alec Turner. Thanks, Colin. Bye, all. And special thanks goes to the Chris Mark IV for not only teching, but also contributing. You're welcome. You're a legend. You're a legend. <laughs> <laughs> not that we've had to basically put a gun to his head and said, you're on today. So until next time, Commanders, fly safe. But if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
worries, guys. Hold the fort for two seconds. I'll be right back. Galnet News Update, 23rd of May, 3309. Hello, and welcome to the Aegis Public Broadcast. My name is Professor Alba Tesro, and I'm truly grateful that you've chosen to share your time with me today. In a broadcast sent to all pilots, the head of Aegis, Professor Alba Tesro, says that a scanner for the Thargoid Titan motherships is coming soon. She thanks commanders for their hard work and sacrifice, and after summarising recent events, she looks to the future. As you are no doubt aware... The Tri-Superpower Initiative Aegis has been officially reinstated. It has two primary objectives. Firstly, to increase our understanding of the Thargoid race. Secondly, to develop new technology for military and research purposes. Tesro acknowledges past mistakes and thanks the superpowers for their support, while glossing over the way they abandoned Aegis for Salvation and Azimuth in 3307 and 3308. But she says the new, second incarnation of Aegis will avoid the mistakes of the past and that it can react swiftly as the Thargoid threat evolves. I have been given assurances that Aegis can act boldly in response to Thargoid threats. Research projects deemed a priority by Aegis staff can begin without waiting for superpower approval. It will also avoid having its authority undermined by organisations such as Azimuth. I have demanded vigilance against those who would undermine the Aegis project a second time. Overall, Aegis delivered many successes with help from Allied, Federal and Imperial experts. Tesro wants to work in partnership with commanders. While these selfless individuals have vital roles to play, they should work alongside Aegis rather than for it. Now is the time to prove once again that we can achieve more together. What has the newly re-established Aegis achieved? Quite a bit in a very short time, says Tesro, and despite her desire to negotiate with the Thargoids, she is realistic about the chances of getting the Thargoids round the table. Our first piece of new technology was delivered soon after Aegis's return. The Caustic Sink Launcher is available to pilots, extending ship operation time in dangerous areas. Aegis's development teams expanded on a theory supplied by Petra Olmanov and worked quickly with our technicians to establish a successful prototype. More recently, brave pilots exploring Thargoid maelstroms have access to a pulse neutralizer. This device provides a method of entering maelstrom cores, each of which houses a Thargoid Titan. Now we have positively identified the capital ships directing the alien invasion fleets, Aegis can develop ways to disrupt them. It has always been my belief that Aegis is a science initiative first and a military research program second. I admit to having a personal dream of true communication with the Thargoids, but the past few months suggest that the Thargoids are sadly uninterested in opening a dialogue with humanity. We owe the billions of civilians displaced from their homes a promise to secure their future. 
then could Aegis do to offer that protection now that Thargoid Titans have been discovered? The first step is to gather information about these huge motherships. Therefore, we are working closely to modify the Xeno scanner designed by Professor Palin. Aegis technicians are seeking ways to adapt this design to provide meaningful data on the Titan. I'm confident we'll announce further details soon. The Thargoid tactics are evolving rapidly. Tezra mentions the Revenant drones that are occupying surface bases, together with Thargoid hyperdictions and the new Hunter Thargoids, which can keep up with the fastest ships. The nature of the Thargoid threat is changing. Tezro pledges to use Aegis science to anticipate what the Thargoids will do next. The danger is evolving, and Aegis must focus on anticipating further developments before our forces are caught by surprise. Tezro signs off with a thank you and with optimism. Finally, to commanders of the Pilots' Federation, on behalf of every single member of the Aegis family, I offer both gratitude and respect. Your commitment and skill in fighting to keep humanity safe from Thargoid aggression means so very much. I cannot overstate your importance in this conflict. Thank you all. Aegis represents unity in the face of adversity. All three superpowers have pledged to that ideal, and it is together that we will win this conflict. I look forward with determination and hope. Princess Ashling Duval has also issued a statement thanking Professor Tezro, who started her career working for the Akinar Research Council for turning Aegis around, saying that it was Tezro's determination that led to Ashling changing her mind about Aegis and ultimately negotiating with the Emperor to become the Empire's representative within Aegis. And she echoed Tezro's thanks to those who have fallen, who have made the ultimate sacrifice. We have, she said, much work to do to protect those we care for. <laughs>